ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Torn ACL. I am Lawson Murphy. And Donnie Robinson. So, we did talk about baseball in our last episode, but the season has finally started. Um, we were in, there's been, what, 12, 12 games? About 12 games? Yeah, now? just about. Yeah. Um, a lot of surprises already this season. Uh, we're going to talk about some teams that have really been surprising teams already off the bat. One that has gotten itself into the record books already for the most home runs to start a season. And no, it's not the Cardinals. This team, Donnie, I'm pretty sure you probably know who it is. It's way out in the West, not in California, but just a little bit higher. Where is that? Um, I believe that would be, is that Seattle? The Seattle Mariners have started the first 15 games with at least one home run, which is absolutely insane. I cannot even believe that. Um, they're really the class of the field. They've only lost two games already this season. Very good pitching from Marco Gonzalez, who we traded for in the Mike Leake deal uh, a couple of years ago. He's really been strong. Um, another surprising team, the Cubs have fallen off the face of the earth. Hallelujah. What do you think about that, Donnie? Seems that they've went back to where they were not too long ago. Because that team lost like 100-some-odd games the year before they made the playoffs. I, I'm, I'm like, thank goodness, and people are like, we're only 12 games in. I'm like, so what? Hmm. They're the Cubs. They always fail to impress. So the Cardinals have won four or five straight lately so what do you think about the cardinals uh pretty good start so far this year donnie uh they just sweeped um the dodgers which was pretty cool um i think the pitching's already improved the bullpen's getting better although the outfield is kind of wonky in my opinion with like Jose Martinez and Marcelo Zuna, who had a huge fail the other day. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, go on to MLB.com and check out. Marcelo Zuna tried to climb the wall. Just uh, just take a look. That's what it says on the headline. Um, he tries to climb the fence. Gets his cleat stuck. And then just falls flat on his face. Unbel- I, that he did He did that last September against the Brewers. The same thing happened. Marcel, are you having trouble seeing the ball, my friend? Do you need a pair of glasses? I'm just saying, man, this is the second time this has happened to him in the past four or five baseball playing months. I I don't understand it, but the Goldschmidt acquisition has been really, really a, uh, a smart move so far. So, Donnie, any pros or cons of uh, Goldschmidt's start to uh, his tenure as a Cardinal? Um, pros, already been talked about as MVP. He's at six home runs? Correct. Uh, fans love him, of course. He's been pretty good with fielding and overall hitting. And he and uh, before this uh, episode, the, the last episode, well, after the last episode aired, the Cardinals signed into a five-year, $130 million deal extension till 2000, so 2019, till 2025, I believe. And also, yesterday, if you haven't heard, of course, if you don't watch the Cardinals at all, uh, well, during this week, uh, Matt Carpenter signed a two-year, $37 million contract extension and said, I feel a World Series coming. Did you think he may have jinxed it? Because I, I don't know. It's questionable to be saying something like that. 
playoffs for sure world series might be a little bit of a stretch not but i think they can do it yes definitely definitely a team that can make the world series we've already seen that um another another team that's really starting to surprise me well of course the dodgers were impressive at the beginning but how about some impressive play by some young guys and how about a former Cardinal, Stephen Piscotty, man? He's been absolutely perfect. He's had the most at-bats already to start the year, and he has the most hits already to start the year. So is Piscotty looking like the 2015 self again? Um, I think so. I think he's a better fit out in Oakland <coughs> than he was here, kind of. I think he likes it there better. And, I think he's from there, too. Yeah, it, I, I think the deal was when his mom... Um, sick or something uh, had was diagnosed with ALS and Mosaic was like we knew this was weighing on his mind all season so when they made the move they moved him to Oakland and about four months later he was in Oakland his mom unfortunately passed away uh, the day before Mother's Day but Scotty took about 10 days off the first game back he crushes a bomb and uh, I about lost it because Piscotty's still one of my favorite players because he's still a really good player and he showed that in the postseason in that wild card game where he had a couple of good hits, but they just couldn't get past the Yankees. Mm-hmm. So, Piscotty is looking like um, a pretty good player still, and he's only 28. So, I mean, there is still uh, some age left in him a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I know there's a lot of surprises to start the year already, and people are already freaking out over the Cubs' slow start. Um the defending champs, the Red Sox's way horrible start. They're off to the worst start since the '98 Marlins. Which, speaking of the Marlins, they're only three and eight, of course, because they're pretty much the Astros of today, but pre 2016, of course, because they traded away everybody. So, yeah, uh, I'm really shocked at the Red Sox's slow start. What, what do you think about that, Donnie? I mean, that's insane. I just don't know how that can happen. I mean, it happened after the 2013 World Series. They kind of went down. When they beat the Cardinals, they kind of just went downhill. And I guess it's happening again. I I don't know. Some type of curse. After World Series, they don't do so hot. Yeah, and man, there's so many great stories right now in the baseball world. But, you know, the Cardinals unbelievably sweeping the Dodgers but there's one player on that team that has not getting the credit where credit is due and that's John Gant coming out of the bullpen his win to loss percentage is a perfect win a perfect winning percentage more than a loss percentage so he's perfect on the year already absolutely throwing it and he was supposed to be the number five starter but Dakota Hudson got that I it's crazy to think that Gant wasn't the starter. I mean, he's just been that good. We've put him in the fifth inning. He's put in pretty good work. So, do you think he needs to be the starter at least? Um, I think they should definitely be considering it if another pitcher was to go down. Uh, yeah, he did he pitch yesterday, I believe? I think or he did. Before? Or the day before yesterday, uh, the previous game that we're talking about, where they won 4 nothing. Not the not the set no the seven to two one yeah that was yeah mm-hmm. 
So a four-game sweep for them, beating the Dodgers. So that pretty much means we can check one super team off the list of teams that we can beat. Already to start the year. Dodgers, check. Padres, eh, 50-50. Phillies, we'll just have to wait and see. But the Phillies got killed the other night by Bryce Harper's former team, the Washington Nationals, which Harper did play in that game. It was terrible. So in his first series back he played absolutely incredible tried to make it a rivalry again and now harper just can't swing the bat i i don't know what it was but man i there's something going on but we're not all just going to talk about baseball here we're going to talk about of course the stanley cup playoffs my friend well as you remember caleb was on here back in what was it october something like that and he was talking about the blues and all that um, and then we'll also recap uh, Wacky March Madness a little bit. Ooh. Man, I got some beef. To, I have some beef here. <laughs> we'll get to that in just a second. But let's 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 start with the Stanley Cup. You got any teams out there that you think have a really legitimate shot, like are true contenders far away the class of the field? Um, It might sound biased, but... <laughs> I mean, go ahead. We don't care. I mean... The Blues, if they play like they did in Game 1 Wednesday, I think that they definitely have a shot of making it. Ryan O'Reilly even said it's the best team he's played on ever. Jordan Bennington, there was an article today. He was, It was about how he didn't let or give up a, what you call it, a historical loss or whatever it was called, a historical defeat. And... He didn't let another goal in and was determined not to after the first. Which he made some incredible saves in game one. I, That one that could have went in to tie it back up at two apiece where he just grabbed it between the legs, I thought it went in. And I about lost my mind when he when they said, he's got it. I was like, wait, what? I Literally, I was watching it thinking it went in. And he caught it. I was like, oh my goodness. I just had to sit down and think wow just wow but they were slow in the beginning that first period a little bit of i think it was just the the crowd got involved there at bell or i think it's mts bell place down there in winnipeg and uh they i think they got in their heads a little bit but after that they i think during the second year mission brube was like hey don't think about them just go out there and play your game the way we've been playing all year and that's what that's what they did throughout the rest of the game, which I'm, I'm really glad they, they did because there were some moments in that game where they could have had at least four goals, but some of the shots just didn't fall in. There's a lot of problems with that. So they did really well. Um, Tampa Bay, the best team in the NHL all year long, they lost to Columbus the first time that they were up 3 nothing and they yeah. blew it. They blew it. What are, you, are you surprised by that? Uh, I would say so because Columbus isn't too hot this season. They are a wild card, I believe. Yeah. And I just don't understand how you give up a lead like that. Especially when you're up 3 nothing. I mean, you pretty much have the game in the bag at that point, and you blow it. I, I just I, – that, that just drove – me insane i i'm either the goaltender thought oh i don't have to i don't have to block anymore i don't have to do anything i mean i don't know if they gave up i didn't watch it but i heard that they they were 
shaky in that third period. But man, you're the best team all season long. You broke. You were the only third team in the history of the of the league for crying out loud to hit more than sixty wins. Are you turning in to the Virginia Cavaliers, which we which uh, I'm uh, foreshadowing here in a little bit uh, of last year, losing to a 16th seed? So, so historically, don't be that team. All right, Tampa, get your heads in the game. Mm-hmm. So, well, as I just mentioned, uh, March Madness just finished up. We were going to have a preview episode and reveal our picks and all that, but we never got the chance to because of the spring break and everything else. So, me and you and Mr. Hall filled out our brackets, and uh, I really had Duke going all the way. And, oh, man, I was just, I was tore up when Duke lost. I was just beside myself screaming. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. But, man, how about that Final Four? Oh, my goodness. I mean, you want to talk about stories you never would have expected. I, Donnie, who who was the most surprising team throughout that entire March Madness that just was like, I can't believe they're even here? Texas Tech. All yeah, definitely Texas Tech. Auburn, Them man, too. they had they had some close calls too. But imagine if it would have been Auburn and Texas Tech, that would have been a great a great championship game. But you know, Virginia got them on that three, and they had. They had the three throws there, which sort of a controversial double dribble. I don't know. It's, but there could have been another 16th seed, one seed. There was about three three possible ones. The only one being Gonzaga beating Fairly Dickinson, Dickinson, 87 to 49. Which, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, it, it was the it was the time of old. Um, but man, there was a lot of a lot of close games that could have gone either way i mean that was that was an exciting series an exciting time uh what do you think was the biggest close almost upset to you throughout the first second third round that should have been an upset to you that looked uh, like oh my goodness this team might actually beat one of the best teams in basketball uh can't recall what team it was i was really really close to being freaked out for i was i was kind of i was not taking any chances on virginia this year which they wound up winning the national championship i actually had gardner webb beating them in the first round like they did last year but they led most of the game but virginia made that close comeback and i thought ah man i i've always had that one chance of having a 16th seed and i was like ah man so I, I really do. I, Texas Tech came out of nowhere. They were, uh, I think this team underachieved how they got there, to be honest. For a team that really, a lot of teams kind of drew off midseason thinking, oh, they're not, they're, they're, uh, they're probably a, a mid to, uh, mid-top 25 team, but oh my goodness, they had some incredible games, incredible comebacks. Just, I, I don't know. I think this team is on the rise next year. So that's a team I'm, I'm watching for very closely. Uh, but Virginia winds up winning, and Caleb mentioned to me the day after, he goes, you're one year late. I'm like, stop it. 
Just because <laughs> I made that one mistake of picking them to win the championship last year does not mean you have to make fun of me for it for one year ago, okay? But Donnie, if you would if you would have redone it, who would who would you have had differently? Knowing like knowing who was going to win. Yeah, if you had the chance to do it all over again, way back in the beginning. Uh, I definitely would have redone that Mizzou versus Auburn game. I thought that was going to go a different way. Um, Obviously Duke and Kentucky. What? I don't know. I feel like I would have redone probably, probably would have redone the Purdue, the Purdue and Tennessee's uh, path because I had Tennessee in the national title game and then losing to Duke, which I I probably would have done that done it over again because mm-hmm. i'll tell you what that purdue and tennessee game had my emotion like a roller coaster for me one minute i'm thinking oh great i'm done next minute they come back by down by 18 i'm thinking oh we got it and then over time we just uh, i was like yeah ah, you know what forget it this mm-hmm. is pathetic i would have i probably would have done that one over again um i probably would have probably would have I don't know. There was a lot of teams that I really was thinking, man, these guys got great chance. Gonzaga, I probably would have. I think I had them losing the Elite Eight as well, but I don't know. There was there was some great games out there that I just was surprised by. Um, you know, it, it, March Madness is, is something that you either know or you don't know. Y- mm-hmm. You come in there, you're thinking, oh, we got a great shot. SLU had a great shot. They were, they were predicted by a lot of journalists to be the champion of the A-10. They were mid-pack all year, and then they go out and win the 8-10 championship game in the closest possible way. Then they go to the into the March Madness. They get beat by 12 by Virginia Tech. It, <laughs> I was I was I was like, man, I had them going to the Sweet 16. I was like, yep. Ah. Everybody looked at me like I was insane. I, did you even have them winning? Probably not. <laughs> you just immediately just go, nah, nah, not even, not even a chance. They, they ain't gonna win. Um, man, I Duke. I was still surprised that they lost to Michigan State. That, I didn't think that, that I didn't think they'd give that one up. Man, they almost had, they almost blew that one against UCF. There were so many, so many games that could have gone within a matter of three points. I was thinking, you've got to be kidding me. That was, that was, I mean, holy cow. That, you know, hey, at least baseball's back. We can, we can immediately say it's baseball season, even though the hockey playoffs are here, but. Mm-hmm. And basketball playoffs. Almost. Yeah, the, ba- oh yeah, we, yeah, we should probably mention that real quick. The bas- the NBA playoffs are starting to, uh, Monday, Monday. Uh, a lot of surprising teams made it. Detroit making its first playoffs in a long time. Orlando without Dwight Howard in seven years making the playoffs. Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> Brooklyn, Brooklyn, holy cow! Um, the Clippers without Blake Griffin made the playoffs. Holy cow! I mean, you want to talk about? They're like, oh, there's going to be an upset one way or another. Yeah. I'm like, ah, I don't know, because now without LeBron in the playoffs, yep. it, it could go either way. The biggest deciding factor of the whole playoffs is LeBron, and he's not there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. I don't know who I'm going to pick in the East now without LeBron there. So, I, I don't know. I'm either thinking I'm either going to take Boston, Toronto, or Indianapolis, or Indiana. I think Indiana has a great shot, even though without Victor Oladipo because of his injury uh, back in November. They've still been 
the third best team in the East, no matter what. But the team in the West, a couple teams in the West are looking pretty dang sharp. The D, the Denver Nuggets are looking absolutely amazing. Um, the Rockets are still a, a, a good team. Um, but we all know the Golden State Warriors are probably going to have the easiest chance of making it to the NBA Finals. Even though there was a little bit of a little bit of uh, some rough stretches there between the teammates and the chemistry and all that, but I really do think it's going to be the Warriors or any of those three teams that, or, or Philadelphia too, in the East as well. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. It's I that's that's what I love about sports. It's all about whatever happens happens. Like mm-hmm. you throw caution to the wind, you know it. And it, it just got me thinking, and I was like, hold up. The Patriots won the Super Bowl after losing to the Eagles last year. Cat, the Virginia Cavaliers won the national championship after losing to UMBC last year in the first round. And then Clemson went in after losing two straight to Alabama. So I'm like, hold up. This is the year of redemption. Every team's going to have a redemption shot. So that means the Dodgers are next. Are next. Or maybe. Who knows? Or Vegas. Yeah. I, I I mean, it just literally got me thinking minutes before we did this. I was like, wait a minute. There's got it's redemption all over again. Oh my God. Hmm. So um hopefully y'all enjoy the Stanley Cup playoffs. Have some popcorn, sodas, whatever you guys do for Ooh. Two well, two more quick things, but it's really one. All right. Two great NBA players just retired. I was just about to mention that myself. I completely forgot about that. Two greats. Dirk Nowitzki and Dwayne Wade. Man, Dwayne was like one of my favorite players growing up. I just loved his style of basketball. Dirk, I know, he was great too. That step back jumper, money every time. Man, that was just emotional to watch them just go out that way. Mm-hmm. Dirk, I was surprised by because he announced it. He, he even said in an article, I think, a year or two ago, he said, hey, if if I end next in the next two or three years and I go out, I won't have I don't want to have a retirement tour. I don't want to tell people, you know, I just want to do it on my terms. I just want to be gone. Dwayne's he knew. Mm-hmm. I, I think he knew because age and all that was coming on him. Um but, I mean, still, he was still good this year. I mean, you talk about 30 points a game. That game winner against Golden State, man, I mean, it, it's it's crazy to think that now we're getting all these younger guys that are just going to outrun guys like LeBron, Dwayne, Wade all these times. So, mm-hmm. uh, we thank you for your uh, incredible careers and your incredible memories that you gave us. Uh, especially Dwayne Wade and Dirk, you guys gave us absolutely some great memories. Dwayne's career lasted from tw- 2003, which with LeBron, f- with LeBron and the Big Three, uh, winning a title with Shaq, which I know a lot of people probably forget that he won a title without LeBron in 06 against Dirk in the Mavericks. So it was five years later that they lost. So. Uh, yeah, so Dirk and Wade will go out with a title together. Um, and I hope that they both either, A, could wind up in coaching. I think Dwayne could be a great coach. Because mm-hmm. we already know there was a couple coach changes going on yesterday, if you haven't heard. The Cavaliers let go Larry Drew. Second coach they've already had in the past season. Uh, the Grizzlies let go of J.B. Bickerstaff and then moved their GM and then uh, Dave Yeager and the Kings uh, split ways. 
Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I could see one of them two being a coach. I, I really do because mm-hmm. they show leadership qualities. They show they show the way that basketball should be played for a really long time. So I think Dwayne Wade's going to spend more time with his son at the moment. Yeah. Probably until he gets close to ending high school or, or just when he gets into college. Then he won't have to be with them necessarily as much. Yeah. So I, I, I would like to see one of them two maybe in coaching. I think they could really do well as coaches because uh, if you play uh, the my GM mode on NBA 2K, Dirk actually winds up as a head coach candidate once he retires. So, I mean, did 2K just predict the future for us? Maybe. Maybe. So, I hope you all enjoyed this uh, sort of 26 minutes talking by me and Donnie, of course. Uh, so, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Lawson. Donnie. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.